Hello, my name is Daniel Francis, and this is my best friend, my girlfriend, my co-host, Katie Ludlow, and I am a Swifty. And I am not. Uh, and this is our song, our films. episode we watch and rate a different taylor swift music video and try to objectively judge something that is inherently and deeply subjective we're gonna be taking a look at our song this week our song is what i will be calling it much like ours our song our song um let's start out by sharing our personal perception scores for this one um which as a reminder this is just our gut reaction after our first watch through how we felt about it without we getting into the yeah all of that before we get into the nitpick um my personal perception i i want this is always the the, the toughest part it, i i wonder if if we're gonna like agree or disagree or it, what, what kind of episode it's gonna be uh, right i give it a 6.5 6.5. I gave it a 7. Okay, okay. So, so that's we're not pretty too close. far. We're pretty close. Off. Yeah. Um, okay, 6.5 and a 7. You were so scared of all that. Well, did I, you think I was going to give okay. it a 10? L- well, I, I don't know. Because when we did uh, Love Story, uh, which was, what, our third episode? Yeah. I, I gave it like a, I don't remember, like a 4 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you hated that I one. did not like it. And and, uh, and and I love it. You loved it. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. I'm surprised you gave this one a high score. But you did it... already kind of spoil that for me, that you gave it a higher score than I would think yeah so. um but anywho uh you're you're leading us through this what, what kind yeah. of stats do you have um for us? yeah so starting with like our, our credits and our background information um this is from taylor's first album um you'll hear this album referred to as debut because it's just self-titled so it's called taylor swift um but mm-hmm in her discography people will refer to it as debut Debut. um our song was written for taylor swift's ninth grade talent show she wrote the song in 20 minutes and when asked about her inspiration she said i just think this is so taylor okay say this oh yeah what about her inspiration she said i wrote about this guy i was dating and how we didn't have a song so i went ahead and wrote this one course course (laughs) course course and i thought it was cute what were you gonna say? Well, I'm I'm getting this picture of Taylor Swift, how she writes all of her songs in like, like an afternoon. Essentially, she's crazy. It, I, I don't know if she's crazy that she's able to just pump them out, you know. And, mm-hmm. and she has a lot of songs out there. Yeah. Uh, but I also wonder if maybe she's got a little bit of a, of like procrastinator uh, in her. No, where like, I oh, think the, it is. T- the talent show is in like. Tomorrow, I'm going to write a song today. <laughs> right, right. I, I've always wondered if it's ADHD. Like, Maybe. she can't focus on something for longer than, like, a day. Oh, so, so she has to pump it out? Right, right. She's like, if I don't finish it, it's not going to get done. I don't know. Anyway, um, months after performing this song in her school's talent show, her classmates were still coming up to her and reciting the lyrics or singing the melody, and she knew there must have been something there. So, That's um fun. She was in the middle of recording her debut album, so she insisted that our song would be on the track list. Mm-hmm. And it was one of three songs that she wrote for or wrote by herself for this album, which is fun. Okay. Um, she chose our song to be the album's closing track because she thought the final ref- 
refrain, play it again, oh. would send subliminal messaging Ooh. to the listeners to make them play the album again. Of course. And she, she, she has it uh, underscored backwards uh, throughout the entire right. song. <laughs> uh, play it again. Play it again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All of Taylor's music is just subliminal messaging. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's debut album was released on October 24th, 2006 through Big Machine Records. Our song was the third single from the album, released to U.S. country radio almost a year later on September 10th, 2007. And I didn't know this, but our song was later included on the international version of the Fearless album in 2009. Hmm. Wait. Wait a second. They pulled it into a new into her second album. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know if if debut made it overseas. Like if there was an international version of it, <laughs> which I don't know why there's an international version. In, why not just in general sell now the that I'm same thinking about one. that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Um, some credits for you, Daniel. Oh yes. Um, our song features Taylor Swift on vocals, guitar, and harmony vocals. Nathan Chapman on banjo, guitar, and harmony vocals. Bruce Baton on... I thought you were going to say Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> no, Bruce Baton on... On the baton. Dobro? Do, do, D-O-B-R-O. What? Which, as far as I can tell, is a kind of guitar. Okay. Um, I, I tried to look into it, and it was basically Dobro. like... Dobro? It's... <laughs> I tried to look into it, and it was like, it's a guitar. And I was like, okay, but what's the difference? I and it was see like, a picture it's a guitar. And I was like, okay. D-O-B-R-O. Okay. Okay, so this is a, this is a kind of guitar that has like um, like a metal plate on the front of it. Um, it's, oh. it's a kind of guitar, but it, it uses that metal to, I, I imagine, kind of like give it a little bit of a different kind of resonance in it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think it's more brassy or tinny. Okay, like probably tinny, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's really cool looking. Continuing on our, our credits for the song. Nick Buddha on drums. Eric Darkin on additional percussion. Hold on, I gotta read my note on how to pronounce this. Okay, Rob Ahakos on fiddle. Okay. And Tim Marks on bass. Uh, the song was produced by Nathan Chapman, recorded by Chad Carlson, mixed by Chuck Ainley and Greg Lawrence, and engineered by... Oh, I gotta read my other note. This is the hard one. This is the hard one. I've literally been practicing this for like two weeks. Okay. Aaron Chmielowski. All right. <laughs> Chmielowski. Chmie. Chmie. It's it's Chmielowski. C H M I E L E W S K I. Chmielowski. Chmielowski. That's Which interesting. Is, it's yeah, it's Hungarian. It's Hungarian. I've been practicing it for a week. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey, that's Shmielowski. great. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get most of that. Uh, critics adored our song, applauding Taylor for her conversational lyrics and captivating and memorable hook. The song was a huge success on country radio, reaching number one on the Hot Country Songs chart on December 15th, 2007, making it Taylor's first chart topper. And... Mm-hmm. On her first album. Yeah, yeah. And making Taylor, who was 17 at the time, the youngest person to single-handedly write and sing a hot country song number one hit. That's awesome. She was 17. Imagine uh, when you're still a junior in high school becoming an international star. I think about the people who went to high school with Taylor Swift all the time. Yeah. And they're like... Constantly. Oh, yeah. I went on one date with Taylor Swift. I turned her down. Right. Imagine... (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, the song's jump from number six to number one marked the biggest jump to the top since Tim McGraw's song from 1998, Just to See You Smile. So this was like... From number six on the Hot Country 100? Uh -huh, six to number one. And this was almost 10 years later. Wow. That that record was from broken. From six to one. That's interesting. Uh, I, I was doing a little bit of research on the Hot 100, mm -hmm. the, like the Billboard Hot 100. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they've got records... They've got, they've they've got there's like right. a Wikipedia, Wikipedia page of like I, all the records. I think ever. we were looking at the same thing because I was looking at that today. And 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 there there's a a specific like kind of record for highest leap to one mm -hmm. from another position on the on the right on the, right the, right, the right thing. Um, there was another one for from highest leap to number two, and that was actually oh it was one of I think it was me. It was me. It was like ninety seven to two. I thought it was one hundred to two. Maybe it was. It doesn't matter. It was. It was ridiculous. And then, and then, but like that happens all the time on on the Billboard. Right, holiday. right. I wonder if it's if it's just a different kind of kind of culture, like a listening culture on, Maybe. on the country record. I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, our song spent six weeks at number one and twenty four weeks in total on the chart. On the Billboard Hot 100, our song peaked at number sixteen, marking all three of her debut album singles as top forty tracks. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for the reaction. Top forty, holy moly! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 for, and for a, like a 16, 17 year old 16, girl. 17 year old girl. Her first album, um, which I mean, published by big label record or whatever, Big Machine. Mm -hmm. What's it called? Big Machine. Uh, big Machine. Big Machine. Like that's a huge deal. Uh, is are, are her parents in the music industry at all? Mm -mm. Uh, how did she get into this? You know. Right. Right. Anyway, getting back to our stats, uh, our song reached number one on the Billboard Canada Country Chart and reached 30 on the Canadian Hot 100. Wow. Um, in 2014, so quite Wait, a few, quite years, a few later, years later, yeah, <laughs> yeah. our song was certified four times platinum in the U.S. Hey, and, at least they got around to it. You know? Right, right. And one time <laughs> platinum in Canada. Um, and I don't know if that is that that happened in 2014 or if it was like, oh, we know that in 2014, it had been certified at some point before that. You know what I mean? Like the article that you found was posted in 2014? Right, right. I see. Okay. So I don't know. It just said in 2014. And I said, great. All right. I'll take it. Okay. Um, our song featured on Rolling Stone's 2019 list of wow. the best country songs by female artists since 2000, calling it one of Taylor's countryest songs countryest songs yeah um there was surprisingly a lot said about our song by musicologists okay um i read is that is that like the the association of musicology no no, no. Or, or... they're like music scientists all right or, or i guess like theorists okay um but I read so much about, like, the musicality and the technique of this song. Um, people talked about how her one-note melody conveys the narrative super well, how her twingy vocals may have been used as a means to signify her authenticity in country music, um, and, and the reason that they thought that is because Taylor came from an upper middle-class background that was super different from So she doesn't actually normal. speak with that twang. Right, right, right. I see. It's super different from other female country musicians at the time, um, and so they thought maybe she's putting this on to like prove that she's one of them or something. Or she's um, selling to her market. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> to her demographic. Um, many critics have argued that even though the song was built on a banjo riff and features a fiddle solo in the break, 
the song may not actually be country. No, come on. The Washington Post oh. and Vulture both commented on influences of hip hop. Okay. And yeah, rhythmic sure. music. Oh, yeah. Rhythmic music. What music isn't rhythmic? <laughs> no, for real. Sorry, you're gonna okay. make this bigger. I'm really struggling. This this is me just being. I, I am not. <laughs> A musicologist, but country's country, and right. and this is country. This is country yeah. <laughs> um, one critic commented that apart from the country music fiddles and the twang, the melody is influenced by millennial teen pop. Okay, so if you take all the country out of it, it's not a country song. Right, right. I was like, okay. Um, but musicologists basically disagreed with all of those claims. They were like, this song is super country. Wait, wait, so, so, oh, so wait, so it was, it was critics and, and like, Wow. Uh, I think that they just journalists. wanted something to say, you right. know? When right. They, uh, obnoxious. It was super obnoxious. Um... But I read so much about the musicology of All this, right. like the 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 one to five note, whatever. Like I was like, wow, and I understood it somehow. Did you? <laughs> okay, yeah. My my parents have tried to teach me like music theory, like 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 there's the stuff that you learn in school and uh-huh. higher class, you know. Yeah. But then there's like the college level music theory, and they were like trying to teach me like I can't even come up with the names of the things that it right. went way over my head. It's right. like literal math. It is. It's li- it, 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 it is it's a science. It's hard. Musicians are smart. They're not just feeling it. They're like they're they're smart. They are. Anyways, um, the music video for our song was directed by Trey Fanjoy, who had directed all of Taylor Swift's singles up to that point. Um, the video aired on CMT, CMT Pure, and Great American Country on September twenty fourth, two thousand seven. Our song was the number one video on CMT for seven weeks. It received a nomination for number one streamed music video at the 2008 CMT Online Awards, but lost to Carrie Underwood's All American Girl. Oh. So it was nominated, but oh, didn't no. quite make it. Our song won Video of the Year and Female Video of the Year at the 2008 CMT Music Awards. And I've always wondered, like, if if you win, like, the best, <laughs> then don't if you, you win the general, automatically yeah, win your yet? genders yeah. best? Seems like seems like uh, so. Then it automatically like excludes one or, of the genders or includes. Um, before we jump into the synopsis, I feel an obligation to share my own history with our song because your own history. I have a history with the song. Um, Did you not like it at one point? No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Um, I think I said this in our Eras Tour episode, but I, I don't know what I cut out of that because we talked for a long time. Yeah. So it may not have made it in. Um, but our song was the very first Taylor Swift song I ever heard. That's right. Um, I was in a children's show choir through elementary and middle school. And when I was in fifth grade, the oldest group of girls got to sing a Taylor Swift medley. Mm-hmm. And each girl was assigned a solo and I was assigned our song. And I went home and I watched this music video to try and learn the song. So not only was this the first song of hers I ever heard, but it was the first music video of hers I ever watched. That's awesome. And I fell in love with her. And um, Fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. So anyway, I just needed to put that all there out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A quick reprieve. I'd just like everyone to know that I am sitting here with my Taylor Swift Barbie doll that I got when I was 12 years old. And it is it is a debut doll. So she's got her, her blue Taylor Swift boots on and her white 
debut dress that is pictured on the album cover of her debut album and she is watching over us as we record this because I just think that it's important for her to be here it's an important part of our history together and also she looks nothing like Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) so anyway let's get into the synopsis we open to our very favorite image on this podcast Taylor Swift's feet. Oh, definitely. More specifically, her toes. She has uh, those like little pedicure separators between her toes, and her toenails are, are a cute little blue with little white polka dots. And already, we have reached an inconsistency. Inconsistency? Uh, because in the first seconds of the video, Taylor is painting her toes with blue nail polish. Uh-oh. But they've already been polka dotted with white, hmm. so she's definitely not painting blue over them. Um, hmm. so, uh, this is a hoax and this is it's what, this is what Taylor wrote the song hoax about actually uh, was okay. this moment. We moved to see that Taylor is on the phone. Um, she's using a pink rotary phone that looks like it belongs to Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. It's, it's really, it, it also, it really, it looks like a toy. It, it, it doesn't does. look like an action. It, it I'm looks... sure it was just a prop. Like it was not a real phone. Certainly. Um, she also has a little heart uh, painted on her right foot. On her right foot. So this is something that Taylor did uh, through this whole era. And, yeah. And maybe, I don't know that she did it into Fearless, but she did it all through her debut era. She would paint this little heart on her foot. I believe that this Barbie actually has, would you look at that, little heart. No way. But she would paint this little heart on her foot. And I think it was because she wanted to have a tattoo, but she couldn't. Did she eventually start, like, painting it on her wrist or, or stuff like that? No, she just stopped doing it. I thought that you said that she had a, a heart on her hand for a lot of tour uh, dates. No, not with her hands. On her hand. Uh-uh. Oh, I thought she would, like, paint... Oh, it's a 13 <laughs> it's that a she 13. put on her It's hand. a 13. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's a 13. Um, the room that she's in is really <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> interesting. Um, we've got... A green, green shag. Green shag, green walls. We have purple hardwood. Um, there's a, a purple uh, uh, curtains behind her, I believe. Purple curtains, a green plaid sofa chair with like yeah. a really long skirt. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then there's a dresser that's made out of mirrors, but it's like weird. The, the it's, This is not a dresser. This is her vanity. I don't believe you. Cut forward to like 10 seconds and you'll see that it's the same thing. She's on the floor in front of her sink. There's a shag carpet or rug or whatever right in front of her sink in her bathroom. Oh my god, you're right. That is... She's in her bathroom. This is her bathroom. (laughs) She's sitting in her bathroom. Daniel, that's an incredible find because I've watched this music video probably I I I I sat and described the entire thing and and like like there's like this weird like sconce with, with some like candle shaped yeah. lights in, in, in the mirror the mirror is gaudy as well but it's ugh, it makes me feel so uncomfortable there's so much <laughs> happening in this room and, and additionally and at the same time nothing's happening nothing's happening and and, and i also wanted to say because we cut to you know she's in front of her mirror at the sink and with, uh-huh. with the phone again and everything but the lighting here is just horrible <laughs> yeah this is really quite the room though I'm not one to talk because... (laughs) Was this your room? When I was a kid, I had two... Well, I had three rooms as, like, a kid. Um, 
in in two different houses and and in the second house that we lived in my first room was this deep purple color that her room is and in the second room it was this green color <laughs> oh my and, and and my my older sister she painted her bedroom this color as well which color the green the green yeah i think that was the the fad i don't know yeah maybe um to be fair i did not paint i did not choose the purple the purple was there when we moved in (laughs) and i said this is my room there you go um and and and, all right and now now going back to the the uh the toenail polish Uh um conspiracy Uh uh when you see the sink you see two different shades of blue there's one that's more of a turquoise and one that's more of a, like a baby blue kind of kind of color. Okay. And no white. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways. She's wearing uh, white tennis shorts and a blue tank top that do not match the vibe of this room at all, which is fine because nope. like obviously you don't live in clothes that match the aesthetic of your room, but also like it's a music video and mm-hmm. that's the point <laughs> yeah and also her hair in this in this shot this little scene here does not look like her hair it's her hair but they straightened the hell out of it and yeah. it is fried yeah it looks like it looks like something else it looks like unlike a nylon wig yeah it's dead, dead she looks like a really really preppy popular high schooler from the 2000s. From the 2000s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it, it should also be noted that she is wearing heavy eye makeup uh, to match the green of the room. It doesn't look that bad, but uh, like it doesn't stand out. It doesn't look bad, but like if it was on its own, it would yeah, be like, Yeah, if she was oh. not in this room, if she was not in front of a camera, and that's the normal thing is like, right. you're kind of over, over... Over the top in front of the camera. Over the top in front of a... But yeah, in front of a camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a last comment about what she's wearing and how she looks. She has hoop earrings and a little gold heart locket. Is it which gold? Are, I it was silver. Oh, maybe it's silver. It I don't matter. know. Which are... The two pieces of jewelry that I wear every day. Really? Yeah. Is hoop earrings and a heart locket. Lock Hers is much bigger than yours, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's pretty little. Do you wear it because she no. wore it in her song? I wear it because I've been wearing it since I was Annie. Okay. Since before Taylor Swift. <gasps> I wore it before I liked Taylor. Oh, wow. You wore it before Taylor. No, Taylor wore it first, but I just didn't know that Taylor wore it. I see. Anyway... Uh, we see Taylor looking in her bathroom mirror, and she takes her lipstick and writes love with the lipstick on the mirror. And a big heart. And then a great big heart next oh, yeah. to it, um, which is probably a beast to clean. And I thought, you're who who cleans that bathroom, Yeah, how many Taylor? shots did they have to take? Right, right. <laughs> um, the next shot we see is the porch of this house, what you assume is this house. Um, through the windows, you can see the walls inside are orange. Oh, Uh, The front of the house is a deep purple, and the door, the window frames, and the supporting posts for the porch roof are all a light green. The porch is covered in plants and has various lanterns of different colors and and patterns hanging from above. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's... quite the porch but it is significantly better than that room well but what's and it's kind of cute it's really i i kind of like it like it is kind of cute but what's a little strange to me is that there there are these curtains in the windows on the sides of the porch uh-huh they almost look like they're outside of the window 
They are. <laughs> they're, they're like outside curtains. They're outside curtains, which yeah. don't seem to... I don't, that works a little less. I don't think they're on windows. I think they're on the edges of the porch. Oh, as like a little shade thing? Yeah. Okay, then that's different. Yeah. But anyway, Taylor peeks outside through the door and then tiptoes out. And we see really clearly her little heart tattoo that she oh, yeah. would draw on. She, and, and she's still barefoot. This is by far my favorite look of Taylor's in this music video. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing a big, fluffy, light blue dress that just reminds me of like a fairy. Um, it reminds me of, uh, of high school dances. Really? Yeah. Who was wearing dresses like this to high school dances? It, it, it looks in... like it looks like I don't a, think I've ever a... seen anyone wear a dress like this to a high school dance. Well, I was, I guess, three years older than you. So were. you were there at a different. I was time. there at a different. It was a different um, environment. It looks similar. It, it gives me like Cinderella meets a fairy vibe. Anyway, it's really cute, and and she's got a blue eye makeup on that matches. That again, it's. On its own, it would be, like, criminal, but it looks really good in the setting. Uh, Are you proposing that we put people in jail for having too much makeup on? Yes. Anyway, Taylor comes out, she sits down, and she just sings and is having a good time. She's basically just, like, like the way that you are, like, in your room alone and you're, like, lip-syncing to a song and you're, you're like, just kind of, like, you're not dancing, but you're, like, getting into it, you know? She's doing that with herself, and it's really cute. Um, That's pretty much it for the first verse and chorus we just switch back and forth Uh between these two locations anyway the second verse starts with taylor whose hair is now in an updo and she's wearing like a straight silk dress thing that's orange it's 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 a very flat dress very flat um but she's sitting on a giant bed of roses in shades of reds, yellows and oranges and her eye makeup is pretty neutral here minus some glitter on the under eye. Um I felt the need to comment on the eye makeup since it's been so big and loud oh, in the yeah. other scenes. Um but we're looking down at her in an aerial shot as she lounges in the flowers. Um and she just sings there for a bit and and this was the shot that I had as my wallpaper this as a is kid. A shot. I okay. thought, wow, she's like a grown-up and she's so pretty. Cuz she is sitting in flowers. Well, and... no, because she had her hair in an updo, oh. and she just looked like so mature. And, and yeah, I mean, like compare this to like, like Love Story, mm. and and yeah, that th- this was pretty mature. But in Love Story, she was she was going to college. I thought it was high school. As it was, a kid, it was it was college. I, I think I mean it, it is a college campus. Maybe it was high school. Um, this I've got a little bit of trivia for this. I don't know. Maybe you know this already. Or mm-hmm. you had it in your script. Um, these flowers, there's a whole bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there are a whole bunch of them, and they needed to get rid of them in some way. Okay. So on her tour for debut, uh-huh. um, she, she would hand these flowers, the ones from her music video, out to no way. her fans. Where did you find this? Uh, I, I think I was looking up some things or something and i and i just happened to cross this little bit of trivia wow um that's awesome yeah and and even more apparently oh wow (laughs) during a merch sale in 2019 uh some special orders just randomly would have one of these same flowers snuck into the box no way as an extra little gift you're kidding so either there's just a unfathomable amount of flowers 
or they got extra for the tour and they still had extra wow. like, back in 2019. That's awesome. So yeah, they, they, she's been handing out these flowers for like 10 years. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. This part of the music video has always made me totally misinterpret the lyrics of this verse and it really? will forever because the, the lyrics say, um, I almost didn't notice all the roses and the note that said, and so, like, obviously, in, the in, roses this story, are in this story, there's probably just a bouquet of roses with a note. But because she's laying in a, in a bed of roses, of my, my childhood brain said, ah, yes, he left her a whole house full of flowers. <laughs> yeah. And she just happened to, to not, not notice, notice them. It. She was so distracted. Yep. And so in my mind in this story, she walks in and there's flowers everywhere and she's just like, oh, I just, today was so hard. And then she goes, oh, there's flowers wow. everywhere. Um, and that's what a boyfriend, that's, that's, that's what a lover and, and, and a person in, 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 in an intimate relationship needs to do. Is, is cover. Cover the entire house. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect. The entire from you, apartment. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, every every single day. Yeah. New flowers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the only other thing we really get in this scene is Taylor holds up a little note that says Taylor on it. That is obviously <laughs> the note that he left. Of course, her. it has to be. Um, and I think it's funny too, like thinking about this story. Like he left her a note that just said the exact same thing that he already said to her. Yep. <laughs> he's like having a conversation, and then he's like. I better write this down for her and then leaves it with a bouquet of roses. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Couldn't think of anything new. I think it's funny. Um, something I really like about going back to the dress uh-huh. um, uh, and this in this scene, it's really flat, but it's incredibly long. The uh, the 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 shots that that are a little bit further away, you can see more of of the area around her, and you can see that the 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 dress. It spreads out underneath her. Oh, and, it, it gets bigger on the bottom. Yeah. But because they mostly just show her torso up, it looks like it's just a really long, straight dress all the way like down. Like a pencil dress kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it actually is like it spreads a out pretty, pretty normal shape for like a, like a prom dress. This is what I would think. For 2007, dress. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as the second chorus starts we get a final setting. Um, mm-hmm. This time, it's it's pretty boring. It's, it's just, just, a, it's just a... a plain white studio, and it's her and her band, and they're all wearing black and white behind yeah. her. And Taylor's spotlighted. Um, she's wearing a little black dress, um, black cowgirl boots, and a black headband. And then she's got black arm warmers that come up to her elbows. I think she's... they call those gloves. Well, they're not gloves because they don't cover her hands. They're oh, just her arms. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, I see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's playing a silver sparkly guitar, and she's got a, a really cute smoky eye look going on. Um, and then she's got like a, a fancy stage mic that she's using. Yeah, from like the 50s or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the ring that she's wearing, I, I originally thought it was a cross. It's actually a fleur-de-lis. Okay. Anyway, uh, we just and then uh, the video just cuts between the various locations as she sings. Now I have some thoughts about this, uh, this 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 last setting here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having difficulty figuring out why they have this scene, this this setting. You know, in in the music video, I, I, I'm glad they're presenting. The musicians in her band, you know, I assume that those are the same ones in her recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
all the scene setting that they had been using uh, or working on, uh, I guess, establishing throughout the rest of the music video of like, oh, I'm in the bathroom and I'm getting ready for a date or something. Or and now I'm, I'm, I'm sitting outside in my cute dress and, and, and this is, you know, you know, where we would go and talk and whatnot and and yada, yada, yada. And, and then and then just the kind of artistic choice of laying in a bed of roses all the roses that he's given her or something like that. And then this one's just, it's just, I'm, I'm just going to be singing in front of you. Uh, and and yeah. it kind of, it kind of like, it, 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 it gives up almost. It feels like it gives up well, a little bit. Uh, just as a reminder, it's the story wasn't usually the focal point in music videos at that point. Mm-hmm. Not but, that but, that makes but, it better. No, but... no, yeah. But, but they, they were setting, they were setting, scenes you know per se right like, like and, and and you could kind of lay the story on top of those locations you know mm. you could kind right. of you could you could potentially pull something out of it but then that then this this is just and now i'm on a stage in front of you right and and i'm singing mm-hmm. and you're in the audience listening yeah um it's it's different it feels so un unrelated to the rest of her of of the scenes because the other ones are uh, frankly garishly saturated mm-hmm. um in, in in its color palette in its in its saturation obviously um and, and this one's just black and white right um and shades of gray which it looks good on its own but i don't feel like it it fits with the rest now as uh, yeah yeah as a a compliment i'd say or a pro to having such a distinct color for like like this is black and white for this setting is that when you like when they start cutting between all the different locations over and over and over again you can immediately tell where we are at, at just like right as soon as you get there because oh we're this is all red we're in the the bed of roses oh this is all green and purple <laughs> we're in the bathroom mm-hmm. it's blue it's it's or whatever it's it's we're on the porch and now white we're on we're on the sound stage and 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 so for that it is very distinct and understandable where we're at we're not getting lost we're grounded mm-hmm. in that regard but I find it to be just a little bit of an of a cop out or to say to just play your song in front of a camera Instead of creating a story, you know, and oh, I, and yeah. I get that's that's what they did back then, mm-hmm. and I think it was it was it it could have been better. Yeah, I agree. It it's not the strongest end. Um, I do want to know. I noticed that they used a clip twice. What clip? Um, it's a clip when when she's on the porch. And she's in her her blue dress, and she she raises her arms up and then bends them behind her head and like turns her head, okay, turns her head to the side, um, and uh, they they use it in the first chorus and then they use it uh in the interlude leading to the bridge, and there may be other reused shots, but I noticed this one specifically because when I was writing the synopsis originally, I was like. I'm so glad I'm not writing a shot-for-shot shot synopsis because I have no idea how I would describe that movement. Hmm. And then later in the video, it came up again, and I went, uh-huh. wait, wait <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> so I noticed it, and I wrote a shot-for-shot shot description of that. <laughs> that movement. So, <laughs> um her guitarist comes up to her and does his little guitar solo next to Taylor during the guitar interlude. Um, and then... Uh, but then we cut away from the fiddler as soon we as... We cut away from the fiddler, which I think is so tragic. 
Um, <laughs> when Taylor sings about her final before I say amen, she looks up at the sky on the porch and it's just really cute and, mm-hmm. and pure. And and we end with her on the porch and, and it looks like she does this really cute little giggle after she finishes singing where she's just like so happy and, and on cloud nine. Yeah. And anyway, it's a really simple, cute video. But after all this, I think the question has to be asked, Daniel, what is our song? What is our song? What is our song? Oh, you are mine. You and me. You and me. Daniel our song. Daniel and Katie. What's our song? Man or a Muppet. That's my song. Oh. That was my song before we got together. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if we ever listen to something, it's it's Taylor Swift, <laughs> and so it's true. Um. Um. I don't know. It, it, we don't really have a song. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should write one. Just we like should Taylor write a Swift. song. No, we shouldn't write one. I would. I. I'm. I don't like being put on the spot like this. I don't know. Should have thought about that. I didn't. <laughs> you should no. have seen this question coming. <laughs> oh shoot! I should have. I was just thinking how we don't have a song. Oh, um. Before we finish the synopsis, uh-huh. there's one specific spot at two minutes and twenty six seconds. Okay. Um. It like kind of slows down a little bit. Uh, and she's she's the, the way that she changes the rhythm for the lyric uh, tapping on his window, mm-hmm. just it 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 tapping on his window. Yeah, just like that. It, it's a it's a tasteful and deliberate choice, and I loved it. It was a breath of fresh yeah, air yeah. and keeps me on my toes. I also love the instrumentals at the at that point yeah. because they they kind of tone it back. It, they take out the fiddle there, and it's just. Her and I think the banjo, maybe, and maybe a guitar, um, but it's, it's just and then really it picks back right back then, up right after yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like it's a nice a, little reprieve. It's a it's a country bass drop of sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, it's a it's a fun song, uh, but we've been talking for so long, so let's let's go ahead and jump into our scores. So let's let's start by reminding everyone of our personal perception. I gave a seven, and I gave it a six point five. Okay, so we're pretty close. Um, starting with the song category, uh, the complexity and intelligence of s- the songwriting. I give this an eight. I gave it a seven. I I didn't really have much to say. I it, it is a little bit difficult because country music just has so many more little riffs and and instrumentally, there's a lot more going on, mm-hmm. which I think is great. But um, the the song structure. Uh, it 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 didn't really, uh, it, it it was it was it was it followed the cookie cutter to me. I agree. It's a it's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and then the chorus, chorus that that mirrors the first verse. Yeah. Or sorry, the outro that mirrors the first verse. Yeah. And so it's very cookie cutter in that sense. But the instrumentals I felt like were so strong. Yeah. On this. They they did a really good job building this one. For my performance, I gave it an eight for the instrumentals. I gave it a ten. I felt like there was. Mm-hmm. nothing wrong performance wise yeah i very much enjoyed it um expression i gave this an eight now i it didn't really touch me as much uh maybe because i don't know if i've ever had a song with someone or nor if i wanted one sorry katie <laughs> i i haven't really wanted a song with someone really? I, I don't really put too much importance on that and maybe so, that's like a girl thing maybe because I, I and and so it didn't really touch me the way that that maybe 
for other people it did. Huh. So that that's why I gave it a six for expression. Okay, I've I've always every single person that I've ever even had a crush on, I've You've, had a song for. Oh wow! So wait, hold on a second. So you what's get, my song? You don't get to know. I don't get. To, is it's it sweet summer nothing summer? by Taylor Swift? Okay, sweet nothing. <laughs> You're, I am sweet, but I'm worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. That's all I know about no, that song. Sweet nothing by Taylor Swift. Um, For lyricism, lyricism. I give this a nine and a half. Nine and a half. I feel like it does such a good job of, and, and, and this is something that I really admire about country music, is it does such a good job of telling a story in a way, it, it presents information in just organic way, I feel like. Yeah. That is, is like how you would, I kind of know. tell the story and in in, yeah it, it feels it, very conversational it feels conversational and, and it well isn't that something that uh one of those um crit- critics said like oh yeah. her conversational lyrics and yeah, yeah yeah and i i really enjoy that and i also feel like maybe it's because it's something that i've always thought like i i'm always like ooh, what's our song what's yeah. what's our song together you know and so it's it's a thought process that i've always yeah um enjoyed. for the message um you didn't give your Oh, that's right. For my lyricism, I, I gave it an eight. I, I, I felt like it it was, it always drew me forward, you know, in mm-hmm. the song. And, and, and it painted that picture yeah. really, really clearly yeah. Um, in my head. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I also just really enjoy, and, and I know it's like a common trope for for country music and, and other music as well, is is the the outro that mirrors the the beginning of the song. I I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. It it will give me chills a lot of the time. It doesn't oh, on like, this. Oh, song. we're now we're we're back at the beginning again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, it it hits me, but okay. it doesn't hit me as hard in this one. But I I really really appreciate it. Hmm. So, um, for message, I gave this a nine. I felt like it's vague enough for anyone to relate to it, which is good. I give it a seven. It didn't really touch me the way that it maybe touches others. Mm. Uh, I I wasn't I wasn't particularly blown away by Mm. its message okay fair enough um getting into the video category for cinematography i gave this a six and a half yeah i wasn't i wasn't too um i mean there there were there were there were a variety of shots there were um and 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 i was i was glad with what they could do with with their park and barking yeah i was glad that there was a variety in each scene and that it wasn't just a camera here a camera here a camera here i gave it a six yeah um color i gave it a nine my my only uh-huh. gripe was the the black and white i don't yeah. love that choice it looks good but doesn't really fit in my opinion so i appreciate the color that they chose the the, the different palettes that they had mm-hmm. for the purpose of of being able to cut between all the different scenes and knowing exactly where you were you weren't getting lost mm-hmm. um but Maybe it's just because of the, you know, they were in the the, the aughts, you know, it, it that's that was a, a strange time for color palettes or color choices. It felt like the color choices they they chose mm. were very um, garish, and that's what I I like it. I feel you liked like it. I like it because they made. I feel like they made the choice to be garish, and they ran with it. Okay, well, I originally gave it a four. Okay. Uh, because because the the bedroom uh, the bedroom slash bathroom scene with with the green and purple and blue and it's a mirror lot, but I also recognize that it's, everything it's a it's a scene, you know. It's, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, but I'll, I'll bump it up to the five and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, editing. I give this a six. I give it a 6.5. I don't really have a reason that I wrote down. No, I just... I, it, it, it was nothing terribly special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't yeah. have too much to complain about. They 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 held a, a, a camera angle for as long as I got bored of it. And mm-hmm. then they moved on to something else. I will say one, one thing about the editing is that they reused at least one shot mm. which is fine but at least don't use a shot that is that memorable use yeah. a shot where she's just like i don't know another looking to the sky looking something yeah like something that's a little bit less like dramatic yeah. movement wise but anyway uh editing i gave a six i feel like we're gonna disagree on this next one on costume yes oh, i gave it a 10 yeah i gave it a six yeah um just because I, I and and this is also my bias living in 2023 looking back at 2000 what six is the seven 2006 2006 um I guess I it, it's it's the 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 fashion back then is different from it is now, and and I'm not as well versed. In... Actually, I guess it's 2007. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The fashion back then isn't. I I'm not as well versed with that because I was only eight years old. I mean, I was only six. But you were introduced to it when I was nine. So in 2010 or so, right? Yeah. So, so like, like you were still much closer. Oh, wait, to I the wasn't fashion. nine. No, that's a total blatant lie that I just told. Maybe. I was twelve. No, wait, I was in fifth grade. How old were you in fifth grade? I think you're six years old in first grade. That's that's the numbers that I have in my head for some reason. I turned twelve in so sixth you're grade, so I was so. eleven. So it would have been two thousand ten. Yeah. So you you were much closer in in years to this video. So I wonder if by the time that you got used to it, you or like like were introduced to it, you already had like mm. you, you or or it was it was not as strange to see someone wearing those outfits. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, the silk uh, dress in the flower scene, it, it it doesn't look flattering. Oh, I totally disagree with you. Yeah. I think it's so flattering. I think the blue dress and the orange dress and the blue the the blue dress looks like a high school prom dress to me. I totally disagree with you. Yeah. I've never seen anyone like wear anything even remotely close to that in the real world. In I've TV, seen it. maybe I've seen it. Okay, then your school was weird. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm the weird one now. <laughs> but it's cute. It's so cute. I would wear something like that now. The, the, her her dress the blue dress the blue dress yeah to a high school prom no i don't <laughs> go to high school i would wear that like in the normal uh moving on to scenic design um th- this is this is my lowest score okay i gave it a three shag carpet in the bathroom green and and purple everywhere and then and then you i think we can agree on this the bland white uh soundstage or or, or studio mm-hmm. that she uh was in um, towards the end what was your score for scenic design i gave it a seven okay i thought about giving it lower but i felt like i i really enjoy the porch and i really enjoy the flower scene and even though i don't feel like it fits i i do enjoy the black and white i don't know that it was the best choice but it it looks really nice and so i feel like 
a seven as as low as I can go without feeling bad about it. Um, for the performance, um, I I was I was impressed with it. Uh, I give this an eight. I give it a ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that she could have done differently that would have made it better, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and then for direction, I gave it a six. I give it a five. I I think that for these earlier uh, videos that don't have, they don't they don't tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an excuse for us to see Taylor Swift. I I think that my direction score is going to be pretty low um, consistently. So yeah, I give it a five. My you're, brain is you're getting really tired. so foggy. I like really can't even think straight right now. It's okay. Let's finish this episode. Okay. All right. So that's our uh, grading rubric uh, for the for the actual points. We're, let's move on to our afterglow points. Um. So we get a personal perception bonus for me, uh, because I gave a seven for my personal perception. But I only gave six point five, so I am giving a zero so to the afterglow points. One point so far. Um, going to the callback points, because this is from debut, there's not much to call back to. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think there's a callback at all? No. Or a reference of some sort? Not at all. Okay. Uh, well then, yeah, I, I didn't catch any, so I, I didn't give any points for that. Um, going on to play points, the, what did you give them? So, so my first play point, it's, it's like two things in one, but it's really just one thing. Okay. Um, the nostalgia of this song slash how pretty she is and how it makes my 12 year old heart flutter yeah she is very pretty i had the biggest crush on her when i was 12 i did not know it i did not know it yeah i literally would spend my free time googling taylor swift and just looking at pictures (laughs) this was my favorite picture of her (laughs) were pictures from these from this video um my next point is the blue dress i love it so much yeah it's so cute and she looks so cute in it and then the third the third point is for the flower scene for some reason that's the one that always just like makes me like oh this is this is our song this is the this is the video like yeah (laughs) okay i don't know i think it's cute i think that's cute um i gave one point to uh the syncopated tapping on the window bit where tapping Mm. on the Window. Um, window. Yeah, but that thing. I, I don't have it in my head right now. But uh, yeah, I, I I always get a little bit more excited whenever that happens. I'm like, <gasps> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and then uh, I give another point for uh, giving variety to the park and bark shots. It, it made it a little bit more bearable. You know, not not that I'm like, ugh, but I I was enjoying my time watching it yeah. rather than like stop cutting back to this go tell me something else show me something else you Mm -hmm. know and then uh minus one point for the shag in the bathroom (sighs) (laughs) i'm not gonna get over it and uh it it never should have happened it is weird i didn't i mean i'm not gonna deny that never should have happened and, I, and we shouldn't I, normalize it. I'm sure, that, <laughs> I'm sure that not very many people even realize that they're in the bathroom because there's a there's a uh, a couch in the bathroom. There's a couch in their bathroom. It's not just a carpet. There is a couch. There's a couch, and that couch has a skirt on it. Yeah, so I'm sure that not many people watched this. And like, went, if she, if oh, she splashes in the 
from her vanity, it's going to get the couch wet. It's going to get the shag wet. Yeah. There's going to be mildew and mold everywhere. Yeah. It's disgusting. No good. Anyway, our uh, last category, or our last question is, um, how well does the video benefit the song? And this can be plus or minus up to two points. And I argue that it doesn't benefit or harm the song so yeah. it should just be zero. zero me too um so that brings my total to 106 out of 130 with plus five afterglow points and mine to 82 and a half out of 130 uh plus five afterglow points uh that means i have a, i have an average of 6.34 out of 10 um and my my um personal perception at the very beginning was 6.5 so i was only point Two. Nice. 0.15. 1, 0.16 uh, above my actual score. Nice. My average was 8.1, so I was about a full point off. What did you give for your 7? Seven? 7. Okay, yeah. Um, Let's move on to our suggestions. Get this party... This is something that we've been listening to or, or something we love that we want to share with y'all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, should I go first? Who who usually goes first? Is it me or you? <laughs> I don't know. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. My first. Uh, so we we bring a song and a film for those of you who are just popping in for the first time. Um, my song this episode is, uh, it's called Life on Mars by Aurora, and apparently it's actually a a uh, a cover of a David Bowie song. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, this one is is from a, a, I think it's an HBO TV show called Girls or something like that. But I, I haven't watched this the the show. I, I I just came across the song naturally. I've heard this song and other songs like it described as singing in cursive, and I think it fits the vibe. Now I could try to sum up the song in a couple sentences, but there's so many facets that I find interesting about it that I would probably cause a 30 minute conversation at least. So I'll just say this. I keep it in my playlist napping underwater off a California beach on a humid summer night. Um, and I, this was one of the first playlists that I ever showed Katie. Uh, so Uh she, she knows what kind of vibe I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Um, but for you, that playlist is where I put the songs that, that give me that, that feeling of being sad in proximity to happy things uh, or like a sense of guilt or a sense of loneliness and despair or something like that. It's, it's, it's not the songs that I go to to cry for or to cry in front of. Um, it's just the songs that help me feel. I don't know. <laughs> um, and this song, if it's all three of, of those criteria. I listened to it the other night and I quite liked it, but I will say that I prefer David Bowie's rendition. I haven't heard David Bowie's actually. Uh, it's a lot more upbeat. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I like it because it's a little sad, but I'll, I'll have to try out David Bowie's. Uh, but my, my film uh, this episode is a TV show. It's an anime called The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. And, mm. and and you can find it on Netflix, um, or you can find the first season on Crun- Crun- not Crunchyroll, Funimation. Uh, but I, I like to listen to the dub. I know, but but the thing is that the the the, the description or the, the the dialogue goes so fast that reading the sub, it, 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 you're just you're, you're too late to 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 the joke that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the reasons that I love it. But so my my little sister. Uh, is the one who actually introduced me to this and to all anime. Really, she's kind of my filter to find the good stuff out there. I think she was this 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 anime was the first one that she showed me, and I I didn't I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it or whatnot. But the, from the first episode, 
um, and it gets better and better every single episode going to the end of the first season. Um, it just, it, it got me hooked. Um, it, they're short episodes. They're super fast paced because they were trying to like fit entire storylines into like 20 minutes or, or like 10 minutes or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, uh, it talks about this normal high school boy named Psyche K, except, uh, he's not normal at all. He's an all powerful psychic. Um, the thing is that he does everything he can to just fit in and not be noticed because he just wants a normal life. Uh, but he is um, unwittingly and unwillingly becoming friends with uh, this, like, a socially awkward guy who pretends that he has superpowers in his right arm, um, or a guy so dumb that Psyche K cannot read his mind, or um, the prettiest and most perfect girl in all of Japan. And the constantly at 110% class president, and they just love him. Uh, but what really takes the comedy uh, is how fast-paced it is, like I said. But yeah, that's my that's, those are my suggestions. Um, okay, so for my song suggestion, um, this is a song that Maddie actually suggested to me yeah? um, a while ago, a long while ago. And I've been meaning to suggest it. Maddie, friend of the podcast. Maddie, friend of the podcast. Um, this song is called Labor, and it's by Paris Paloma. Um, Labor has been making its rounds online, and it the bridge went viral before the full song even was released. And uh, Maddie introduced it to me around that time, and she told me it makes her feel the feminine rage of all her ancestors combined. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. This song gives a voice to that feminine rage that has just been stewing for generations. Uh, it's, it's an alternative folk with hauntingly poetic lyrics and um an acoustic bass counter melody that that, like has like a conversation with with the melody that she sings and it's it's gorgeous that's Um, great what's that called again um, it's called labor um i highly recommend reading the mary sue article by uh Kimberly Terasaki uh-huh. about this song. She does such a good job like dissecting the lyrics and, and what they mean in relation to women's history mm-hmm. and the patriarchy. Um, but the song articulates a rage that so many women have within them, and I think it's a, an important listen. So That's great. Anyway. I want to go check it out. Um, it's, it's super good. And I actually wanted to share some of the lyrics, but then I was like, if I choose one lyric, then I have to share them all. Oh, so I, I just didn't. But anyway, um, my film is definitely not one that is unheard of at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Hunger Games. It's The Hunger Games. Oh, that was totally a joke. It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joked a while ago that I was going to... Uh, that I was going to suggest The Hunger Games. And then I went and I watched The Hunger Games. And I was like, man, I love The Hunger Games so much. And then I decided I'm going to start reading every book that Taylor Swift has recommended publicly. And I started with The Hunger Games series. Of course. And so I just finished The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I'm like... Which is the prequel of The Hunger Games, right? Right, right. And I'm like five chapters into the first book. Um, it's, I've obviously read them before, but I just, this franchise is so good. And, and it's the perfect love story. The, the, the original trilogy is in my opinion, and I'll never get tired of it. And I think everyone should go rewatch it mm-hmm. and support our best friend, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I believe that it's on Hulu currently, but it seems like it's being passed around by all the streaming platforms sure. because I would... I would start one and get halfway through it and then be like, oh, I got to go do something. And I'd come back and it'd be gone. Yeah. And I'd be like, 
Okay. It's hot potato. <laughs> so I think it's on Hulu, but I may be wrong. But that's my suggestion. Uh, well, before you're done with Hunger Games, uh, what are you, Team Gale or Team Peta? Ugh. Anyone who says they are Team Gale is a red flag. Yeah. 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 Forget for forget first dates. Just ask them if they're Team Peter or Team Gale. Yeah, and then marry them if they're Team Peter. Yeah. Or or just don't date them if they're Team Gale. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, ostracize everyone who. Who are you, who are you, I guess the real question is, who do you support? I support Katniss. Okay. That no, I, question, I, I, right. I'm, I'm Team Peta. Peta, Peta does a lot more for her. I mean, not <laughs> now. The obvious counterpoint is that Gail takes care of her family while she's in the games. Uh huh. But he was already taking care of her family. <laughs> well, and not only that, but Gail, and, and in the movies they downplay this a lot, which I appreciate because it makes him, it makes it so much more of like a, who should I pick, and less of like a. Oh my gosh, just go with Peta. Uh-huh. But but in the books, Gail is an asshole. Really? He he's just like so controlling over her and he he is just like I don't know, he just is is like a toxic man and oh. and I hate it. And and Peta He's a perfect. hunter. Peta Peta bakes cake. Peta's perfect. And... He bakes. He he's charitable. I bet he's, he's got a really good sourdough he's, starter. He's been in love Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he's been in love with Katniss for years and he he never felt like he he needed Could to talk like to her. Yeah, and 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 then but he he takes care of her even when she is like against him or like angry with him or whatever. Now, and... Peta doesn't volunteer right no do they pull his name first but he does volunteer in catching fire really yeah because they pull hamish's name and he Uh, volunteers okay and yeah let the older guy live you know well because he wants to make sure that katniss gets taken care of and he can't trust anyone to do that but himself he couldn't trust hamish he can't trust anyone but himself okay because he loves her he loves her. And then oh, the best part in the whole series is when Katniss has nightmares uh-huh. and she screams and Peter runs in and he's like, what? And she's like, I was having a bad dream. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he goes to leave and she goes, Peter, <gasps> stay with me. Uh-huh. And then he comes and he holds her. Mm-hmm. And, and when I watched that part, you were actually in my room asleep. And I came in and I crawled into bed with you. <laughs> I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> anyway, I I, love I, I work room. graves and so I'm always asleep <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> Sometimes I come over and crash at Katie's place. I but... love the Hunger Games. It's great. It's great. Everyone go watch it. Um, anyhow. Super exciting news, Daniel. What's the news? Our episodes are now available on YouTube. No way. So now you can listen on YouTube. Which... Are they just like a little black screen with audio or it, is there something I, well, special just, to it? It's a, just a picture of our podcast. That's great. Our other super exciting news is that now you can grade Taylor's music videos using the same grading sheet as we do. If you go to our website, you can access a template that has the exact same rubric, mm-hmm. all the grading guidelines and everything. It does all the math for you. It's super yeah, nice. It's Daniel great. put that together for us. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we'll applaud him. Thank you. But now you can do it too. And the the uh, the, the the waiting uh, for the afterglow points have been a little bit adjusted just so that you have the same number of them 
but uh, so that you can do it on your own instead of with two people. Yeah, but it'll be the same categories and criteria. And so go ahead and fill those out, and if you want to share them with uh, with your friends or 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 uh, mention us in your in your Twitter post or whatever. Absolutely, we would love to see your scores for yeah. whatever music video you're grading, whether it's Taylor's or or I don't know. Else's. Uh, Drake. Weird Al. Weird Al. I'd uh, love to know what you think of uh, okay, because go. I'm fat. Or, or I mean, since every single Apple user has them, you too. Right. So go ahead, check out that grading sheet and get grading. I think that's it for this episode. Is it? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, we'll be taking a look at the music video for Willow, so be sure to check that out. If you love listening to our show, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcast. Spotify, or whatever podcatcher you're listening on to help our show be seen by more people. You can find our scores for every music video we've discussed on our website listed in the description of this episode, and you can follow us at OSOF Podcast on all social media platforms. Thanks again for listening. I am Daniel Francis. And I'm Katie Ludlow, and this has been Our Songs. Our Films! <laughs>